The Kansas City Royals are able to take on the New York Yankees after trading Andrew Benatendi to the Yankees. The Yankees debut Benatendi in front of the Royals. The Royals get back Salvador Perez off of the IL. How have these first two games of the series gone? And what should we expect as we enter trade deadline week? Are big moves on the horizon and how would they impact the Kansas City Royals? All of this and more coming up on today's Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Follow the show on Twitter, Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're bringing you Ben Attendee's debut in New York. It happens to be against the Kansas City Royals. So he was heading to New York anyway this weekend. He switched jerseys, though. He's in pinstripes now. How has that gone? The Royals activate Salvador Perez off the IL. How was his return to that lineup? Plus, two games into this series, what's the outlook? And we've got a mighty important trade deadline coming up for Kansas City and baseball as a whole. Superstars could be on the move. How does that impact the Royals? How does that shift the balance of powers in Major League Baseball? All of that and more coming up, but I want to thank you right now for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball five days a week. Subscribe for free anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube or any podcasting platforms. Also, quick shout out. Go check out Lockdown Chiefs. Back up to five days a week as we enter training camp and what will be a very fun, exciting, and interesting Kansas City Chiefs season, you know, Tyreek Hill, how do they regroup from that? You still got the best quarterback to ever play the game, still Super Bowl aspirations, a lot of fun stuff with that. So let's dive more into this Royals team and this trade deadline, but I did want to say all of that first and foremost. Well, the Kansas City Royals took on the New York Yankees, and this series started on Thursday, and Thursday was a very encouraging game especially whenever you take out the score. The Royals aren't looking to win games right now, you know, in the sense of that's not their biggest meaning or biggest purpose. They're not trying to win games any way you can. They're not trying to fluff up their win total. To me, the focus should shift from record to development. And in this game against the Yankees, you lost one to nothing, but there was a lot to take away from it. You had Brady Singer go out there and pitch seven innings of one-hit baseball. He gave up two base runners and seven innings of work and 10 strikeouts. Brady Singer's been on a roll where he looks the part of a one or two in the rotation. Now, I've been saying on this podcast since before they called up Brady Singer that Brady Singer has Cy Young potential. 
And, you know, at times that's made me look a fool considering where he's at at this point of his career. But then you get games like this. Then you get games where he's striking out double-digit guys and allowing two base runners against one of the most prolific lineups in baseball. Now, this is not the Yankees team that's going to be there whenever they're trying to compete for World Series. They're dealing with injuries right now, and that's causing some holes in their lineup. But still, this is the premier team in baseball right now. And Brady Singer went out there and shut them down. Then you had Coleman come in for a clean inning. And then, you know, Brady Singer, the the big thing here is Brady Singer shut down the Yankees and got you to your bullpen, which is supposed to be Dayton Moore's strong suit, which is supposed to be this team's strong suit. And you have to believe that, you know, eventually that will lead to Brady Singer getting wins under his belt. Because what happened in this game was Scott Barlow, he blew it. He had a chance in the ninth to to put this in extra innings, and it was, you know, it was a walk-off. But that doesn't take away from just how good Brady Singer was. And even beyond Brady Singer, MJ Melendez hitting the leadoff in New York. You know, first time going to this just mecca of baseball. First time you know, playing under these lights. First time playing in this atmosphere. Two for three with a walk and one strikeout. Vinny collects a hit. Nick Prado collects a hit. Your young players went into a tough environment, a stage that I don't care what the season looks like. I don't care what your record is. I don't care what your feelings are. These are all four guys who are just happy to be in the big leagues and happy to get their feet wet first and foremost. So they could care less with what the record is. But number two, every kid dreams about playing in Yankee Stadium especially if you're actually good enough to get there. This has been these four guys' dream since they were little kids. No matter if they're putting on pinstripes or put on different jersey, they want to play in Yankee Stadium. That's kind of the goal of this whole thing. That's the allure of the Yankees. And all four of them got on base twice. That sho- that shows, or, or two of the, you know, whatever. That, that shows a sense of trust and a sense of they're prepared for the moment. They're prepared to take on big stages like this. Cause they had to go out there against Jameson Tyone and they mustered up four hits. And then the next night on Friday, now, th- now this recap's going out pretty late because of course we had the rain delay, but they went and took on Garrett Cole, who's respected as one of the best pitchers in baseball Roughed him up for seven hits and five runs. How did it happen? And how did the Royals fare on Friday? We'll talk all about it coming up. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at LinkedIn. As you're gearing up for fall, you need to be in the right place with the right people on your team. To help your small business fire on all cylinders, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people who want to work faster and for free. So you create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the, uh, to the world's largest professional network, over 810 million people. Then you add your job and the purple hashtag we're hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people to hire. 
Then you have simple tools at your disposal, like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates who have the right skills, experience, qualifications, and you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn to post your job for free at linkedin.com or linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply, but you're going to want to make sure that you go over to linkedin.com slash locked on MLB and get the hire of your dreams right now at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. We are back on locked on Royals podcast on locked on podcast network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. Folks, thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Royals baseball. For your second listen, we mentioned Lockdown Chiefs earlier. Also, check out Lockdown MLB and Lockdown MLB Prospects because they're going to break down trades from all angles, the national scene, how it impacts the future of baseball, how it impacts this current season of baseball, and what prospects were interchanged to get to the trade destination that we found ourselves in. Lockdown MLB will also have rapid reaction to any move made. Subscribe right now to Lockdown MLB on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast from. But I want to let you know right now that on YouTube especially, so this is important, Lockdown MLB YouTube, Lockdown MLB YouTube page, it will have for you a live show. All of us getting together, hanging out, and discussing the biggest moves of the day on deadline day. So you're going to want to be there and check things out for yourself and get caught up on all the news that will be trickling out on deadline day, which is August 2nd. August 2nd on Tuesday, you're going to want to check it out for MLB trade deadline day. There's a lot of rumblings. There's a lot of rumors. Could Shohei Otani get moved? Could Juan Soto get moved? What will the Royals do on the deadline day after making their biggest move by trading Benatendi to New York? Let's talk game two against the Yankees. So it was a tough battle. You know, you lose one nothing on Thursday. Come back on Friday and lose 11-5. to But again, the wins and losses don't matter. What is important, though, for starters is you get to Garrett Cole. Six innings, seven hits, five runs given up by Cole. He only struck out nine and, and let up a home run. That means the Royals offense had a pretty productive day before you even got to the bullpen. Once again, MJ Melendez is able to collect a base hit. Salvador Perez, first game back off the IL, hits a home run. Vinny with a base hit, and then you had a three for four day from the recently called up and, you know, recently established in, uh, in Major League Baseball, nine ABs into his career, Michael Garcia. He had a fantastic day against a Yankee squad that tried out Garrett Cole and Orlis Chapman, uh, two uh, of the premier pitchers in the game. 
the Royals were in this game despite the score. Uh, it got away from them after the after the rain delay and stuff. But once again, let's look at the pitching from the Royals, which has been the biggest issue for the team. Since firing uh, Terry Bradshaw, the Royals' offense has been top 10 in baseball. But the pitching has never came around. It's never came around. But a couple good Bray Singer starts. Talked about that just recently. A couple good Chris Bubich starts now in a row. That's six innings of four-hit baseball, three runs allowed, and two walks with six strikeouts. That is a streak of consecutive starts for him where he gets to place himself into the quality start category. Uh, the Royals tweeted out the exact figure um, from their from their time in New York. That's three consecutive quality starts for Chris Bubich. Again, didn't get the win. You know, didn't didn't finish the job. But seeing these young pitchers start to have and start to trend in the right direction, with the belief on the horizon that you know, come the off season, you'll let go of Cal Eldridge and you'll bring in a new a new pitching coach to try to unlock some of their potential, it starts to make you feel a lot better about where things are headed now versus even just a couple of weeks ago. Royals get nine hits, Yankees get 11, and so let's talk about Andrew Benatendi and Salvador Perez. Benatendi gets his first hit as a Yankee. He goes one for three with a home, with a, uh, he goes one for three in this game and is able to score a run in this one um, for the Yankees, and he's also playing great defense, of course, and had the walk as well with an RBI. Uh, what I think about whenever I see Benatendi in the Yankees uniform is just how good that he will be for the Yankees once they get healthy again. You get, you know, you get Stanton back and everything in that outfield when it's fully put together, it could be really awesome for the Royals. You got several press back and he gets a home run in his first game back. And so my question becomes is playing Salvador Perez the right thing to do. We've seen even in this season where you rush several press back and he hits an early home run and you think he's fully healthy. And then he has a setback and he has an injury. And I think that it's interesting to think about what the, pros and cons are of him playing right now at, you know, at his age and, and his established, you know, playing ability. I also think that it's interesting to know the balance between, you know, you don't want to coddle somebody or, you know, coddling's the wrong word to use, but you don't want to treat somebody with kid gloves who's fully healthy and overdo it. But you also don't want to throw caution to the wind. You want to find and strike that right balance of, we still want to, you know, we still want to, be careful with Salvador Perez, but if he can play, he can play no matter if the season is lost or not. So I think that finding that balance will be tough. And I think that he deserves a lot more off days in this stretch, even if he's healthy, just to make sure he doesn't do anything. Cause the worst case scenario is he, he hurts himself again. And that time it lingers in the next season. So what do you think? Should Salvador Perez be playing right now? Should he be kind of in the active lineup? Of course, we all like to watch him and all, and all love him playing, I just don't want him to risk further injury. However, you have to believe that the Royals have done their due diligence and have made it so that, you know, he's cleared all the protocols and all the tests that give the Royals assurance that whatever injury might pop up between now and then won't be because he's playing, won't be due to anything else like a past injury. It'll just be a brand new injury if he does get hurt again, which hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he doesn't. But even so, even after trading... Andrew Benatendi at the deadline, there's still more to do for the Kansas City Royals. We'll talk about what the shift is for the Royals at the deadline coming up. 
But these first two games against New York have been pretty positive, especially whenever you factor in the pitching ability and the pitching breakout from Singer and Bubich. I think also the rain delay didn't help. If you do want to talk about winning games and stuff, this loss today, the rain delay just throws everything for a whack. And you never know how a team will respond or do following one of those. So that obviously hurt things a lot. Now, I do want to dive into the trade deadline and how the Royals pivot and how these big moves might impact Kansas City. But first, I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your sport action. Find favorite sports, events, and odds, aligns, and games with league reviews and news on MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be a top online resource for you to use. Bet Online is where the game starts. Folks, it's this easy. Type in betonline.net in your URL, and then you're going to pop it up right here. Go to sports. And then, boom, baseball pops up. We've got tomorrow's action for the Royals, where the Royals are plus one and a half against the Yankees. It'll be uh, nasty Nestor Cortez against John Hazley of the Royals, who will come out victorious between these two. That'll be an afternoon game in the Bronx. So check that out as well tomorrow in Bali Sports KC. Also, you can do fun things. If betting game to game isn't your forte because, you know, it's very hard to it's very hard to nail those sort of things, you can bet on pennant odds such as who will win the American League. Yankees are at plus 150, Astros are at plus 225, Rays are all the way down at plus 1400. You can also bet on other sports too. Uh, you can bet on future bets for the NBA like who will win rookie of the year. You can bet on Chiefs preseason odds. Chiefs win total. Let's see the win total for the Chiefs. Scroll down to Kansas City, and we find out that the Chiefs' odds are a minus 120 to win over 10.5 games or a minus 110 to win uh, under 10.5 games. So check it out today, betonline.net. Go there right now and bet on sports. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. And thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Royals baseball. For your second listen, check out Lockdown MLB. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective to every team, every big story around the league. It's the, it's the number one daily league-wide podcast locked in MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from. I would like to dive into the trade deadline right now because I believe that the Royals still have moves they could make. Obviously, Andrew Benatendi is the biggest piece the Royals have at their disposal. Brought back three pitchers. You can go back and listen to um, earlier this week. We talked about that, that return and that breakdown yesterday. We discussed that at, at, uh, at full of the breakdown of the three pitchers they got back, but they still could do a few things like trading away Michael A. Taylor, trading away Whit Merrifield. And then could you see them trade Scott Barlow? Could you see them give away a bullpen piece here or there? Uh, that wouldn't be shocking, but I think that ultimately the, ultimately the big return prospect pieces are done for Kansas city. Now there are still a ton on the open market though. And around baseball, 
I wonder how a Juan Soto trade would impact Kansas City. It seems pretty clear right now that he's not going to go to an AL Central team. However, you know, the Yankees are in on him. And, you know, other American League ball clubs are on him. Could he be a Yankee? Could he be an Astro? Could he be a Padre? I think that you want to keep Juan Soto in the NL uh, if you're Kansas City. Uh, ultimately, though, of course, um, the odds of it impacting Kansas City in a, in a direct way is minimal. But the way I think that it will impact Kansas City in a sort of indirect way or a long-term way, if you want to put a damper on things and look at things from a glass half empty perspective. So just warning you right now, this is the darkest timeline. This is the, this is the, you know, glass half empty timeline. If you want to look at it that way. Okay. The Juan Soto trade can impact Kansas city because it can set the market for a superstar. It can set the market for a superstar. If the Nats get back five top 10 prospects and then three more in the top 30 of that organization, that sets the market. That changes the way that you view things. And how that can impact Kansas City is, brace yourself, folks. If Bobby Witt Jr. becomes a superstar, becomes a face of baseball, and the Royals can't build a team around him. And the Royals also don't have the resources to pay a guy like that. Look at Corey Seager's money, folks, that he got in Texas. Yet yeah, times that by, you know, however many that the, that the money in baseball will continue to grow and trend upward in the next six years. And, you know, in six years from now, that contract could be doubled. You know, and, 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 you know, there's not even a thing, there's not even a, question of who has a higher ceiling, Corey Seager or Bobby Wood Jr. Bobby Wood Jr. could literally be the face of baseball in a couple of years. And if he reaches that point and the Royals cannot sign him to a long-term deal, then this trade for Juan Soto sets that market. Because it will kind of be a Juan Soto Mendoza line of sorts. We don't often see guys like Juan Soto get traded, especially with a couple of years of control left. So now that we are, it sets the market, just like you see contracts at the market. Oh, I'm not going to pay a quarterback more than Patrick Mahomes, or you know, I'm not going to pay you more than Mike Trout gets paid, or whatever whatever line you want to look at. Um, and that's, of course, not a hard and fast rule. But in general, this can dictate what could be an option for Kansas City you know, three, four years down the road, five years down the road, if things work out in the darkest timeline and the glass half full timeline. Or half-empty timeline. I think I've been saying that phrase wrong this whole time. Half-empty timeline. So monitor that for the next couple of days. The Juan Soto fiasco on the trade market. Let me know what you think on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gym.com. And until Monday, be good and be good to one another.